Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today I'm so excited who I get to go first with because I loved her first book. I loved her second book. As soon as I heard that she was coming out with a second book, I was like, when is she coming on the show? Because she's just so smart and so practical. She's a great big sister. If you need to just figure out some really great principles for your life. She will come alongside you like that big sister figure and help you to figure it out. It is none other than the one and only Kendra Adachi. I had so much fun getting to talk to her about her brand new book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen, that came out yesterday. But you guys, just a little inside baseball, you can still get the pre-order bonuses until this Friday. So go get the book. This is a book that you're going to want for yourself, for your friends, for your kids, for your parents. I mean, let's be honest, some of them don't have the most organized kitchens either. This is just such a good book. It's not a cookbook. It does give you some basics about how to figure out how to cook things and even make your own recipes, but it's really this guide that takes you through making your kitchen space work for you in the season that you're in with the needs that you have It's just so smart. It's so well done. It was a really easy read. If I could make a recommendation, I would say to just go ahead and get the audiobook and the hardcover book because you're just going to want them both because Kendra is so much fun. But I really loved being able to talk with her about this episode and I can't wait to dive in with that. But first, let's take a little second here to talk about something that I have going on that I have teased on a few episodes recently and I announced in last week's newsletter. But basically, you guys, I have a brand new thing that I'm doing. I have a few new things that I'm doing that are going to be rolled out over the next month or two. But this one I'm really excited about because I get to partner with some of you. So basically, I have been taking some friends through a process of managing the overwhelm in their life. They've got some big projects, some new businesses, and they kind of just didn't know what steps to take next, what the priority was. Everything seemed to have equal importance on what needed to get done. And I just kind of have this brain that works in figuring out a process for things and what actually needs to come next. And so I've been coming alongside them. We're actually going to have an episode next week that's all about this. You'll hear a little bit more detail and how we're working on it. But basically, I've been able to come alongside them and help them to figure it out, help them to reduce the overwhelm, figure out a schedule, figure out routines that are working for them, utilize tools like Trello and Google Calendar and even just brain dumping sorts of things to help them to get a handle on everything that is pulling for their attention. And after doing that with them, I've realized this is something that I would love to offer to other ladies. So starting in June, I am going to begin offering Live Well Planned cohorts where basically you can apply to be one of five ladies to become a part of this cohort where we will meet on Marco Polo. I will give you customized tools on things like Trello and Google Calendar. I will hold your hand all the way along the way for an entire month. We will work through the entire process of breaking down what it is you have on your plate and figuring out how to do it in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel as stressful, making sure you're able to take care of yourself and be able to take care 
care of everything else that you have vying for your attention. So it's going to be this whole process. We'll have follow-up in the months after, plus you'll have this group of four other women who you've walked through this process with, who've done the exact same thing, that you will be able to still remain in contact with in Marco Polo and help encourage each other. It's basically like creating yourself a little brain trust on making your life work better. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, if you're like, you know what, I think I could really benefit from that. That would really help me to get a handle on some things that I have going on in my life. I would love to come alongside you and have you be a part of one of our upcoming cohorts. So we are going to have a link to the application in today's show notes, which you can find by swiping up or going to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcast. You'll be able to find the links there. But then you can also reach out to me if you have any questions. Get a hold of me on Instagram, email me, whatever it is. If you have a question about it, I would love to chat with you about it and see if this would be a good fit for you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really hoping that it is going to help a lot of ladies and I can't wait to get in the trenches with you because I totally geek out over all of this planning stuff. So if you want to make better use of post-it notes and get a handle on your life, then you're definitely going to want to apply to become a part of an upcoming cohort. But without further ado, let's get into this episode with Kendra Adachi. Don't worry, I did record this episode before I got sick and my voice got all crazy, so you won't have to listen to me sounding like this the entire time. But it's a really fun episode. I can't wait to hear what you think of this show with Kendra Adachi, the lazy genius. Kendra, you're back and we made it. We made it. Hi, Mackenzie. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so excited to have you. You know, I I get hit up for a lot of people to be on the show. And this one, I didn't get a message and I was waiting. I was like, are they going to message me? Okay, I'm not waiting anymore. I am contacting the people because without even having my hands on this book, like your first book is still in my nightstand bookshelf. Oh, wow. Like, that is high praise. It is serious. Like I read it again before New Year. Like I just, I love everything you put out and I knew this would be good. And it was, it was good enough for me to read a watermarked PDF <laughs> because I wanted to read it so badly. This is the book that I will like, I'm going to buy stock of and then give to each of my children as they have a home someday. Be like, just start here because this is really all you need to know. Oh my so. goodness. Well, first, number one, oversight on our part. I'm so sorry that you had to like uh, seek out, seek me out oh. in this way. Number two, you guys, y'all listening, if you had any idea how like annoyingly ugly and clunky this PDF is that we had to send to people. Like it, <laughs> it is a labor of love that you, it's like, you know, when you get those big wide spreads of things and you have yeah. to move the page around yep. to read it, like you're in like a fun house, like that's, that's how it is. Exactly. So the fact that you read it and you're still willing to like, no, I'm going to give this to all the humans is really oh. fantastic. So well, thank you. Like I knew it would be good. And even when I got the PDF and I was like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, should I just like skim? Should I like jump from part to part? Like I even started trying to read it on my phone at first and like blowing up every page. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to read it on the computer, but it was, I literally read every single word because it was just that good. Like I can't oh, wait to you. get the hard copy in my hands. Me too, for your sake. I'm so glad. <laughs> but it was, and it's so fun and beautiful and like 
the designs are so fun. I mean, what a different experience this one must have been versus oh, yeah. your first one because it's got like illustrations and charts and like all kinds of fun things in it. Yeah, it was so fun to make. And uh, it was also like highly stressful to make because we, Yeah. so I wrote, <laughs> I wrote my um, first book, The Lazy Genius Way in the amount of time I would say like the average author has yeah, to write normal. a book, which is like yeah. nine, like nine-ish months, you know, yeah. like most of us wait until the last two months to really write anything anyway, but you <laughs> still have like this long window. You're like, yeah, this will be great. I'll get to it. Well, because of just some like logistical things of when we wanted the book to come out, what my own life was looking like, um, I didn't want to wait so long to make this book. Like one of the other options of when this would come out would not be for like another year and more oh, wow. from now. And so it was like, you can either wait a million years or we can bust it and write this whole thing in 10 weeks. And I was like, I well, remember you yeah. saying that. It was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, this was like, I have this on my question list for you today because, and I was going to get to it like way in forever, but here we are. So mm -hmm. yeah, I remember you talking about that and being like, here we go. And that was like a little over a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and books. So this book is, you mentioned it's illustrated. It's called the- it's called the lazy genius kitchen. Yeah. Have that might be good need, to you know, just what, in case, just in case, is, but yeah. it's, uh, the lazy genius kitchen, have what you need, use what you have and enjoy it. Like never before. It is not a cookbook. It is not no. a cookbook, but it's everything else. Yes. It's everything else that you need to exist in the kitchen, which is like a lot more than we realize. Like yeah. that's what buying, like, I love cookbooks. I think cookbooks are so valuable, but if you don't have sort of a, an idea about all of the other things that go yes. into your kitchen life, then you're just going to keep accumulating cookbooks and still making the same seven things over and over again and stressing out about yeah. In your kitchen. Well, and it, it's not that you don't give cooking information because you certainly do. Yes, like you some, really yes. teach people how to kind of make their own recipes. Really. I mean, it's sort yes. of like cooking school in a book. Like yeah. you did like this great little, and I love how you talk about it. Like you're the big sister. You're going to walk people through it. You're going to help them figure stuff out that they don't have to be embarrassed that they're whatever age they are. And they still don't know this very basic thing. Sure. Because sure. I think that that really is something for a lot of people in like, even especially our age range, because I think it's when like mom started working more and yeah. that whole idea of like being a homemaker was a little less valued. It was like, well, we've yes. got these bigger things that we need to do, which is great, right. but then maybe left out a few life skills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you so. look at sort of like, you're right. Cause I, I'm 40. And, um, and if you look at sort of like this, um, generations parents, yeah. you're right. Our moms were the ones that really started working more. That's when convenience food sort of made more of a yeah. comeback. Like you think about like all the latchkey kids stuff and yeah. so you're right. There's like a lot, there are a lot of things that we just haven't been taught. And it could also be that a lot of things that our own parents were not taught. Yeah. Um, it's just like a, yeah, there's just a lot of knowledge that would be beneficial but we're too embarrassed to ask it. Yeah. Like we're too embarrassed to say like, what am I supposed to use to stir something in a pot? Like everybody has all these different spoons and spatulas and spoonulas. And like, what yeah. do I, like, what am I supposed to use? Like, tell me what to do, but you're embarrassed to ask because as I said in the book, something like you're 37 and you pay taxes and you buy retinol, but it's yeah. like weird to ask the question. Yeah. So I really try and lay out 
as much as I can that people are potentially like, yeah, embarrassed to ask, but also things that you might not have thought about before that some like really simple skills that would help make your life in the kitchen a lot easier that you just haven't even really considered before. So what I love about the book is that like, I get a lot of questions. Like I'm a, like just yesterday, I got a comment that said, I'm a homesteader. Is this book going to work for me? (laughs) And I'm like, Yes. Yeah. It's going to work for literally everyone. It can look for yeah. work for someone who does not cook and does take out like constantly. And it can work for someone that you grow your own actual food because yeah. it's all rooted in principles and mm-hmm. in taking things like in the right order and a way to see your kitchen and what is in it and what you do inside it that makes it easier and work for you. It's and in like, the season that you're in. And in the season that you're in. Because it's like a waste of time, both of our times, for me to tell you, this is what you should have in your kitchen. Yeah. These are the kinds of meals you should make. Here are the, what, like, that is not my job. My job is to teach you how to look for what kinds of recipes you should make in the season. What kinds yes. of tools work for you. I'm not going to give you the exact answer, but I am going to give you the right question to ask. Okay, ladies, so a little bit embarrassing, but the other day I was using my brand new pans from Caraway, and it was the first time that I'd gotten to use them, and I ended up Marco Poloing my good friend Katie Duckett, and I was like, oh my gosh, nothing is sticking. It's like a miracle. All of my food is cooking so nicely, and nothing's sticking to the pan, and she was like, oh honey, that is like basic things that you should expect from a good pan. But I came to realize I've never had a good pan and now I do. And what's more, I think one of the reasons I'd always avoided any sort of nonstick surface is that I didn't want to have something toxic for my family. Well, Caraway Home creates non-toxic kitchenwares that are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating. So food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard to pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. It's time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway Homes' non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections. And not only is their cookware awesome, but they are also thoughtful with their manufacturing. Caraway products release up to 60% less CO2 into the environment compared to other traditional non-stick coatings. All sets come equipped with easy-to-access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing lids. They've really thought of everything. They have both a cookware set and a bakeware set. I personally have their Dutch oven and their sauté pan in the beautiful cream color, which is exactly like the minimalist vibe that I'm going for. I just can't say enough things about how much I love my cookware from Caraway Home. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to take advantage of my limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell and use my code livewell at checkout. Join the more than 25,000 people who rave about their Caraway kitchen. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Well, and there were so many things that I 
loved about the book, especially you coming at it from this like principled approach of, okay, these are the foundational things we're working from. And then this is how you're going to apply them to each part of your kitchen, which also, by the way, it was the most one thing for you to do. And I laughed my face off when you were like, now, listen, you could jump around in this book, but I wrote it in a specific (laughs) order for a reason. (laughs) And you should really follow that order. I was laughing so hard, but I was like, she's right. It's efficient. So yeah. But the way that you really cycle back through these principles in every single section and you come back to those same foundational things, I thought that was so helpful the way that you would say like, this is the way a lazy person would do it. This is the way a genius would do it. Like you gave such great examples and then you came back to those same principles that worked for all the different areas. And it was just so smart and it really, it was like what a great course does for you. Like Mm -hmm. it, it really teaches you that information because there's so much review and you're coming back to the same stuff every time. I like that you didn't just say it in the beginning of the book and then kind of work through everything you come back to that every time like let's return to what these principles are let's apply it to this specific area and it was so smart and thoughtful and allows you to be like okay I'm gonna sink into that (laughs) and allow myself to be like I don't have to remember what the principles (laughs) were at the beginning of the book you're gonna tell me again yeah no I I remember I remember wanting to wear a teacher hat yeah. Like a lot, like big sister energy for sure. But in the, in the body of a teacher yeah, <laughs> because of that very thing, like we think that it makes a book repetitive or like when we're learning things, but repetition is what helps us remember. Yeah. And so when, um, I think I even say in the beginning when, um, the part one of the book is the five steps that you can apply to any area of your kitchen, to any problem that you have in your kitchen. And I teach you those five steps. And then in part two of the book, I apply those five steps to multiple areas of your kitchen, just so you can kind of see like how it works. And the way I set it up in the book or described it in the book was it's like lecture and lab, you know, don't like, just you're just learning right now. Like we're not, you don't do anything. Don't apply anything yet. Like we're going to come back to all these things, but let me just explain it. Let's just get our foundation in place. And then we can apply these later. And, and what I'm hoping, I mean, I really want this book to be the kind of book that you reach for. Like I want it to be whatever the kitchen version of a nightstand book is, Yeah. you know, like I really want it to exist where it's in plain sight and you reach for it a lot because it's going to serve you in multiple situations, but I also want it to be so clear and easily absorbed Mm -hmm. that you don't always necessarily have to open it. You're like, Oh, I know what the five steps are. Well, I know I need to start with prioritize. I need to name what matters about this. And then I need to essentialize. I need to get rid of it's in the way. Oh, wait, was what was number three? And you can like go back, but like that we talk about it enough that it becomes a language that you adopt in your own life that you don't need me for anymore. You just use it in your life. Well, I, I love that. And I love, like you're saying, I think it should be just one of those like staple things, like an encyclopedia in the kitchen. You know, I, I had somebody message me the other day because I have been a little obsessed with your book. And (laughs) so she was like, okay, I have an audible credit right now. Do you think this is a book that I could just listen to, or do I need the hard copy? And I was like, well, I think you should get both, but, (laughs) but I would definitely say that you need the hard copy. And the way that you write is so conversational that it's very, you know, quick to get through. But 
I, I just, I think it, you need it. I mean, there's too many charts and how to's and like, you know, this is a book you want to have in your hands for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I will say, cause I was a little bit nervous about like when I, when my publisher was like, your audiobook has been purchased by what you, and I was like, this is going to have an audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. There are like so many charts and listen to this thing. Like yeah. I'm seriously going to be like lettuce, arugula, like yeah. just to be yes. super weird. Um, but what we ended up doing for people, cause I also realized like, um, one thing that I have, I have been made aware of recently, which is so important is like, I mean, there are people who like, can't see very well or can't read yeah. and still have to cook and they yeah. still, you know, like, so the, um, the audiobook, I do read it and there are certain things. I don't read charts and lists like that, but there is a PDF, like a digital PDF companion that I comes that. with your audiobook file that has like a few of the, th it has all of the lists and charts that I don't read. So you can still go back to those. They're not as, um, like, I don't want to say well formatted, but they don't include everything. So they're just kind of like, um, one-offs, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, well, there's this chart and that chart. So it's not as comprehensive visually. Um, yeah. but so, you know, if you do get the audiobook, it's not like you're left out to dry with the charts or yeah. that you're going to hear me reading <laughs> like yeah. degrees. 45 minutes. Like it's, yes. like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Well, I love that. I think that's really smart and helpful to people. So at least they have those resources because I listened to your first book and I love the way that you read. And it's really fun to hear it in your voice, especially I think with somebody who's a podcaster, you're used to listening to them. It's fun to listen to the audiobook, And that's why I was like, I told that gal, like, if you want to just get through the information and absorb it, absolutely get the audiobook. I have no doubt that it will be great, but you want to have like the rest of it in your hands. But I love that you have that PDF because I gotta say, okay, side note here, we're gonna go off on a little tangent. I recently listened to Colin Jost's book. And oh. have you listened to it? I, okay, I'm afraid, to, well, no, I'm not afraid to say this. It was my, one of my favorite audiobook experiences I've oh. ever had hilarious. It was, I, he was fantastic. He was so good. The only thing I wanted to slap him around for was he kept like shaming people who were listening to the audiobook. He did. Like, I know. You should really go buy the book. And it was like, Hey dude, I bought your audiobook. <laughs> I know, right. Right. So I'm still consuming it. So give me a PDF with all of these images that you keep referring to here. I know it's true. He did. That's right. Cause he did. He was like, and you can see this image if you go buy the book. Yes, like, that's like right. That's right. Repeatedly through it. So I, anyway, that's right. that was my, my one, my one thing, like, come on, Colin, it's still, that's we're true. still consuming your content, but I, I mean, I just think that a celebrity memoir is you have to, you have to listen to it because it's their voice. It's their voice. Yeah. It's so great. And hit like, I listened to that whole thing on a plane Oh. And I was, I mean, like laughing oh, out yeah. loud at times. And he's such a good storyteller and his stories themselves are like so ridiculous. So and good ridiculous. That there's a chapter, I know this is a tangent, tangent, but there's a chapter in there that I think is actually worth getting the book for. And it's not funny at all, um, but it's yeah. why I love my mom. Oh and my goodness. He tells the story of his, his mom, who was basically like, I don't know the exact title, but it was almost like like the chief doctor of yeah. the police department or the fire department. Yeah. Like she was incredibly high up and it's about her experience during nine 11. And it was one of like, it makes me tear up thinking about it. Like it was yeah. one of the most beautifully told poignant things I have ever read ever. And yeah. listening to him say those words about his mom, I was like, Colin, 
I am sold on you for yeah. the rest of eternity. Please don't do anything stupid because I want to be a fan for a really long right? time. Like it was just a, it was a really like, to me, that chapter is worth getting the book for. Yeah, it was, I was so, it was so unexpected to go yes. there yes. with all the rest of it. But yeah, I just thought it was so good. I didn't play the whole thing for my 16 year old, but there were certain chapters where I was like, you have to listen to this ridiculousness because <laughs> so oh funny. my word. I, I hope think- I can make people as excited listening to my book as I was listening to Colin Joe's book. Well, you, you really like, I, it, I was kind of lamenting like, oh, I don't get to listen to Kendra <laughs> because I, had to read it before we you came on but right. i i think that you do such a good job and i think because also you know you're used to producing audio content so you know how to do it well and like really pull people in and you have such a conversational way of writing that it's one of those where i was like oh <laughs> i love kendra's audiobooks oh thank you yeah. thank you Ladies, it is time we stop flushing our forests. Now hear me out. It is estimated that Americans flush over 10 million trees worth of toilet paper every year. Now I don't even want to think about how many millions just my house contributes to because it feels like we go through a whole heck of a lot of toilet paper around here. And if you're using the conventional toilet paper that comes wrapped in single-use plastic like we have been, odds are you're using tissue that is cutting down trees from North American old-growth forests. That's not good. But don't worry, there is a better way that my family has been trying out lately and it has nothing to do with, you know, having to use like family cloth toilet paper or anything like that. There is a great company called Real Paper that is looking to change how we get toilet paper and it is available online, on Amazon, and now in most targets nationwide. Real Paper uses fast-growing bamboo in their paper products instead of virgin tree fibers from our forests. Now, what's the deal with bamboo? Well, let me tell you. Similar to the grass on your lawn, bamboo regenerates from the same root, so they can harvest the same plant over and over again, and this helps avoid problems like soil erosion, habitat loss, and most importantly, the massive release of stored carbon, and bamboo grows, like, really, really fast. Best of all, Real Paper is an easy swap. One of the things that I love most about real paper is it's so accessible. I can subscribe and have it delivered right to my door or I can just run to my local Target, which let's face it, I spend too much time there anyway. And I can get a product that works really well for my family. There's a ton of sheets on each roll. It doesn't leave a bunch of fuzz all over you. It's a really well-crafted product. I think they have done a great job and I get to contribute to, you know, doing better things for the environment by just making this really simple swap. Real is now available in most Target stores nationwide, Target.com, and on the Target app. Target carries their new convenient 12-pack box that is the perfect size to try out your new favorite tree-free paper. If you're looking for Real in a Target, it should be easy to spot. They'll be the only bamboo toilet paper and the only option that you'll find in 100% recyclable plastic-free packaging. So let's stop flushing our forests and give Real tree-free paper a try. Zero trees, zero plastics, zero compromises with real. 
Ladies, we all have to deal with hormones. It's just a fact of our lives. They are constantly changing as we go through different seasons of our lives, and it can be really hard to find a solution that's going to be effective but also not contain a bunch of other hormones or require a prescription. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a brand out there that wants to help you in a way that is actually beneficial, and that is Bonafide. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within our bodies because every woman deserves to feel relief without compromise. So they provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat the natural symptoms that occur throughout our lives, from PMS to menopause and everything else in between that we could possibly be dealing with. Bonafide has created non-prescription solutions that treat women's health issues using ingredients from nature as often as they can to maximize effectiveness and relief. The ingredients in every Bonafide product are the results of thorough research, development, and clinical trials, resulting in every product being scientifically validated. And safety is their top priority. So all products are made with safe yet powerful ingredients, completely free from hormones and without alarming side effects. Can I get an amen? And to top it all off, they are endorsed by doctors. They are recommended by over 8,300 doctors across the country, and over 333,000 women have benefited from using Bonafide. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com and use the promo code LIVEWELL. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I. IDE.com and use the code LIVEWELL, that's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L, for 20% off a checkout. For the best prices and free shipping, go directly to the HelloBonafide.com website. This is their best offer anywhere, so check it out and use the promo code LIVEWELL and get some real hormonal relief naturally. Okay, I want to take like a hard left turn here and we can definitely come back to the book in a minute, but you have so many fun things going on right now. So many fun things. Holy moly. I mean, the book got pushed back, which had to have been, I don't know. I was that, how did that feel? You know? Okay. So just quick story time, guys. Um, the book was the lazy genius kitchen was supposed to release on March 22nd of 2022. And, um, speaking of 2020 lazy genius way came out in August of 2020, which was like when nobody knew anything that was going on. And we were like in this holding pattern with COVID and it was like really stressful. So that was fun to like, be like, okay, yeah, this is a great, this is a great time to like release like a self-help book, which is not really that, but like, that's what it's classified as. It was a whole thing. So anyway, with this book, there was a lot of, um, intention, that went into not just the book itself, but into the timing of releasing it. And so we landed on March 22nd, well, about the end of January. And at this point, at the end of January, like launching a book into the world, the reason hopefully, like when you enjoy, when you enjoy someone's, uh, an author's launch, when you're like part of it and you're really excited and it just feels like a really good time the effortlessness that you experience as a follower and a consumer and a reader is because of so 
many hours put in. Oh yeah. Scenes. Like yeah. effortlessness, public effortlessness takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we had been working on this launch for a month. I mean, months and we had filmed, which will, it is now live now. It's not a secret yes. anymore, but we yeah. filmed this. We basically filmed like a TV show. It's not going to be yeah. on TV. It's going to be on the internet, but it's like that high quality. They're actual episodes that are like 20 minutes long. They are absolutely fantastic. We had shot those in the fall of 2020. It was like a whole thing. It was all, the machine was built guys. Like it was, we were ready. Yeah. And then the end of January, I get a call that's my agents like, so the boat that was carrying all of your books um, across the ocean. Cause it's a color book, which in all color books in most publishing are printed overseas. Okay. The, the boat that was ca- carrying your book was in a storm and it lost the boat, lost 60% of its cargo. Oh my word. And we don't know if your book is in that 60% or not. And I, I remember being like, so you're saying that all my books eight weeks at this point before launch yeah. could be at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> and she was like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I just started laughing because it was so absurd. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Well, Didn't out of all of that. the things that I could have thought might go wrong. That it wasn't was not, what we did not plan. We did not plan for that contingency. So it was a really stressful few weeks of, um, basically like waiting for work, yeah. you know, like are the yeah. books dry? Like so many people were like, do you know if your books are in the ocean or not? Like, do we know? Yeah. And then we had to get to a point where it's like, it doesn't even matter if the books are dry. They are so behind schedule because the boat took a lot longer to get into port because of the storm and all, mm-hmm. and just because ports are like crazy. Um, it took so long that even if all the books were still on the boat, they would not get to the warehouse in time to release by March 22nd. Yeah. So we had to make the call to bump it. And there were other books on that same boat and their, their launches around mine, say like the same original launch time. And theirs were bumped to June and September. Oh, wow. And I was like, I... I mean, I, that was the one thing that made me cry of all of the craziness of everything was my publisher saying we should maybe consider fall. And I just started, oh. I was like, please don't make me consider fall. I, yeah. don't, I can't, I, it felt like the analogy that I've used is it felt like getting married. You've been planning this wedding. Yeah. It's very stressful, but it's also like, like supposed to be fun sometimes, yeah. you know? like you're doing something that you feel like is worthwhile and you're really excited about, and you're inviting people into it, that there's a lot of moving parts. And then you're kind of like in the home stretch, you've like gotten dressed. You're about to go like, get your pictures taken with your bridesmaids or whatever. And then your wedding planner comes in the room and says, Hey, cool. Someone kidnapped your groom. We don't know if yeah. the groom is coming back or not, but you still have to get married. Yeah. And it was like, I don't, Wait a minute, but could right? you maybe get married in the fall? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, can you just like sit here for a little while in your dress until we can like figure, find you a new husband or like, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Like it was so clunky and stressful to no one's fault. It was just one of those like logistical nightmares. So anyway, all that to say it is releasing officially on May 3rd. There are books in the warehouse. Two thirds of the books remained dry one third yeah. are in fact in the ocean. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, so, so there was a lot of like 
it was actually really interesting, like kind of bringing it back to lazy genius way, because the lazy genius way is 13 principles and yeah. that you can apply one principle or a combination of principles to any area of your life that you want to either that you want to have permission to like, yeah, I want to care about that thing. Or I actually would really like to figure out a way to let this thing go. Yeah. This whole situation <laughs> was like the perfect opportunity for me to be like, well, these principles work. <laughs> yeah. We just, we use them as a team. I used them personally, like just to keep myself okay. Now it's not that it was not stressful or sad or frustrating or any of those things, but like the goal of life is not to eliminate that. Like yeah. we're not going to fully eliminate stress or sadness yeah. or frustration. Like that's just not realistic. But what we can do is, um, is respond to those things from a more grounded place, from mm -hmm. a more, more to use Brene Brown's word from a more wholehearted place. So it's like, I just really felt, um, I don't want to say validated because that feels like I was looking for validation. It's just more like it was really comforting and exciting and affirming yeah. to see these principles work in this very specific stressful context yeah. for me and be, to be able to share that with the people that were engaged in it, you know, Absolutely. They could be like, I can't believe like how well this is going. Like we were leaning really hard into the boat thing. Like once it yeah. was like, well, you know what, let's just like Let's have all of the playlists at all of our events be water themed. We just <laughs> might as well, you know, like yeah. we're going to, the stage is going to be covered in the color blue for the launch party, you know, like, oh my um, goodness, it's been, it's been really lovely to just kind of see how, um, I don't want to like reduce it to just like lemonade out of lemons, but you were living a, well anyway, yeah. Kendra <laughs> is what you were doing. <laughs> We're all like, about exactly, that here. Exactly. You are, you are. And that's, and that's the whole point, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole, that's the, that's the desire that we have is yeah. that we still feel like ourselves, even when we're going through really difficult things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's, I love the, that. that's the story. That's the boat. Oh story. my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, yeah, you've got books at the bottom of the sea. It's like you are your very own Titanic story. I know. I know. It's really the something. Jokes. The, the day after I told <laughs> some uh, close friends of mine who are also authors and your audience may be familiar with Jamie Golden from the Oh I, yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, but Jamie sent me like the next day, she was like, well, uh, Aquaman and Little Mermaid are going to have really nice kitchens. <laughs> yeah. And, and then she immediately was like, wait, was that too soon? Am I making jokes about this too soon? I was like, no, 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 go ahead. Make all the Please, jokes. Please like, bring them on. But, but that's kind of like, that's the joke is like, uh, there have been people who also were like, can we get a, can we get an ocean copy? Like yeah. is there a way to go find them? We can have like the waterlogged copy. Like, that's your just, next show. Is right? exactly. Deep sea expedition <laughs> for the books. Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh my goodness. Okay. I want to talk about the show though, a little bit more because first of all, you've got some of my favorite people who are going to be on it. It looks so professional. Like yeah. it looks like it should be on Netflix. The quality is so good. The lighting is amazing. Like it just looks so well done. That had to have been so much fun to do. I think it was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, doing anything I had to in been. my work. Yeah, it really was. Like it was just um I think the most fun I ever had before that was when 
I auditioned to be on a, a baking, a television baking show. <laughs> and, and it was the, it was the cameras and the energy and yeah. the, um, like the energy required of me to sort of like be a gamer and be ready to like riff and uh, to yeah. interact with people. And like, that was really fun. And it, and that experience, this was years ago, that experience actually gave me the confidence to be like, it's okay. <laughs> it's not even just okay. It's good for you to enjoy talking to people on a camera. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think a lot of times, especially with women, and yeah. if you are a woman who has happened to have any sort of history that tells you that you need to um, make yourself smaller and quieter in order to be important and valued, um, then it's hard to be like, yeah, I want to be in front of a camera. Like it's, it was a lot. And of it's like okay that you're work. good at it. Yes. That's you. the other piece that it, yeah. thank you. You're absolutely right. So all that to say, like when we started it, I was definitely nervous. Um, I had a vision. Okay. So here was the vision. I mentioned already that the lazy genius kitchen teaches you five steps to apply to any problem in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And what the vision of the video series is, is to take those steps and apply them in real time in someone's real kitchen yeah, and make it so that like, yes, we're sort of proving that the system works, but also just like the joy that there is in solving a tiny kitchen problem. We're not remodeling kitchens. We're not organizing like full, full things. We're not like figuring out, we're not teaching you like a million cooking skills. We're really solving like pretty small, real problems for people and kind of watching like the importance and value of that because a lazy genius principle is to start small because yeah. we all build things too big and yeah. then we just stay where we are and get frustrated that we're not moving. Yeah. Whereas small steps actually help us do move. They don't feel important. It's the most annoying advice I ever give. It's like start small and people are like, no, but it's actually yeah. really helpful. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, that was kind of the vision and I knew what I wanted it to look like. I, I had, um, I hired an incredible creative production team called unmutable. Um, they're based out of Atlanta and I had had some friends who had worked with them before and we just had a great uh, rapport and they understood the vision and they enhanced the vision. It was so good. And, um, but there was part of me, like when we shot the first one, I was like, is this going to work? Like this costs a lot of money. This yeah. costs a lot of time. Like, is this really going to work? And once it started going, I was just like, I could do this forever. Like this yeah. is so much fun. And then seeing it like the completed, yeah. the completed episodes, like you guys, I, they're so good. They're oh, so I'm good. so excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's like, I, I will be turning to you instead of Netflix or like, I just, <laughs> it looks, and it, I mean, it's extra fun because it's like, people I'm familiar with whose homes you are going into, which yes. is like yes. really fun too. Yeah. But the, it just the, looks the like six, a blast. It is. It is a blast. And the, if anybody's listening and they're like, who are these fun people? Yeah. It's um, cause I don't know exactly when this is going to come out in relation to where we are in the, um, the episode releases, but the lazy genius kitchen series uh, will, will release one episode every Tuesday afternoon for the next, uh, you know, six Tuesdays or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and the people, they're all in the trailer. You can see like all the people in the trailer, but it's um, Sharon McMahon from Sharon Sesso. So mm-hmm. America's government teacher who we love. Yes. Maddie James, who is a influencer out of Atlanta, who is like, she has become a dear friend on the internet. And I Aww. just, she is so lovely and fun. And her episode is so love. It's so good. Um, Aaron Moon from yes. Popcast. 
Yeah. Also Terrence, um, yes. Jackson from the podcast. Some people know Terrence too. Yeah. And then, um, Andy Baxter, who is half of my favorite band, Penny and Sparrow. That was like, oh, okay. a, that was a me choice. That was yeah. like, Hey, this would be cool. Let's go to their house. So there's one episode with Andy and his wife, Sarah, and then Annie Downs. So yeah. it's like, it is, it is just a blast. All of them are so fun. Their problems are super, super relatable. Um, how we solve them feels really relatable. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's weird to say like, I don't think I've ever been prouder of anything I've ever made because I'm incredibly proud of both books, um, yeah. especially kitchen because of like how much, how many moving parts there have been to get it done in 10 yeah. weeks. And, um, but I think this one has been the most, like it was the riskiest yeah, and it's paying off and it's just, it's so gratifying and fun. I just love it so much. It just looks beautiful and entertaining and helpful. And I cannot wait. I mean, just the trailer, it was like, oh, wait, what did I miss? What is, what? This is amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited to watch it. I just say, yeah, I can't wait to Tuesday. I'm I'm counting down. So it looks well done. Yeah. Thank you. All right, ladies, you know that I love skincare so much that I think it's really important to find products that consider your overall well-being, not just your skin, but that your skin is part of your overall health. And that is exactly what I have found with Murad's products. Murad was founded by Dr. Howard Murad, who made a skincare line that is clinically proven, cruelty-free, and meets the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy, and care that you'd expect from a doctor. But also, with Dr. Murad being a board-certified dermatologist and and trained pharmacist who is recognized around the world as a visionary for his unmatched scientific innovations, he is also an authority on holistic wellness and stress management because, hello, of course, what happens in all of our bodies is reflected in our skin and our stress definitely has an impact on the way we are looking. I mean, who has ever felt like they looked haggard from life? I know I have. And Dr. Murad is the first dermatologist to make the connection between mind, body, health, and skincare. Dr. Murad has always said that skincare is healthcare, which I absolutely love. Murad is known for their line of acne products, but also has high-performance heroes like Rapid Dark Spot Correcting Serum and their gentle but effective Retinol Youth Renewal Serum. I've been using that line and absolutely loving it. I think it's having an amazing effect on my skin. And then I love that Murad is also going to teach you about how to reduce stress, how to help your skin, because they have taken things a step farther beyond just their line of products. And they have created a digital magazine and a podcast called Well Connected by Murad, which helps you connect the dots between science and wellness. They have stories on the skin, the body, and the mind with headlines like love yourself and stay hydrated, seven Korean mom skincare tips, things that you're actually going to be able to use and become more knowledgeable about. And the first season of the podcast includes guest appearances from Charlotte Zoller and Dr. Manib Shah, among many others. Murad's efficacious skincare products can be found at Sephora, Ulta, and Murad.com. And you can find their digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast Well Connected by Murad, wherever you listen to your podcast, like where you listen to this show. But I also want to let you know that if you go right to Murad.com and purchase 
their products from the actual site, then you can get 20% off anything on the website by using the code LIVEWELL. And if you place an order over $60, you can also get free shipping. So again, just go right to Murad.com, use my promo code LIVEWELL to get 20% off. And if you spend over $60, then you get free shipping. So head on over to Murad.com today. And then, but you also, you're doing so many more. I mean, like you said, the last book came out in the first six months of the pandemic, you know, where everyone's lives were weird. And, you know, now we have a little bit more of a, our bearings about what's going yeah. on. And you're able to actually do more celebrating about this book and like make a bigger deal out of it. Obviously yeah. you created a TV show, <laughs> but you're also doing like this pub crawl thing where you're going around like you just were in Chicago last week which okay my little ridiculous story I had a dream last week that I okay this is so dumb but that I had apparently auditioned for Wicked on the internet (laughs) and I got a call and I was cast in Wicked on Broadway. And so I was like, okay guys, like it was so weird because it was in real time. I was like this age with the kids that I have now, like my 16 year old, like we got to get you into a high school in New York. And like, I literally went through in this dream for hours, like planning what we had to do to move to New York. My mom was like, you're so weird. Even in your dreams, you plan logistics. Like what is wrong with you? But I woke up and I was like, but wait a minute. Okay. I know that's not my life, but like, could I just like go if my kids were gone, could I just like go to New York for a week and like explain Explore? Like, why can't I do that? I'm a grown woman. I'm nearly right. 40. Like, is that a thing I could do? And then I saw you posting about your time in Chicago and like how you were just like out exploring in Chicago, yeah. like a grown woman. And yeah. I was like, well, Kendra did it. So <laughs> why can't I? We need to normalize moms, especially because I think that's the, that's the biggest hang up, right? Like, I'm not saying that because moms have a hard time uh, doing things for themselves or taking trips or whatever, that no one else has trouble with that. Like everyone has their own level of difficulty. I do think there is a unique, uh, guilt attached yeah, to leaving your kids yeah. and going and doing something just for you. And, uh, but I always think, and you know, this has been said in many ways by many people, but I want my own kids and my own daughter. I have two boys and a girl and I want all of them especially her to be like, Hey, you can do fun things for yourself. Like I want you to have fun. I want you to schedule rest. I want you to do things that make you feel like yourself because it actually helps you be there for your people even more. And so if I, if I don't, it's, I'm kind of like, no, I'm modeling that. I want to model that. I'm like that. It's okay. That mommy has to leave. It's okay. Like, just like, it's okay that I leave it's okay that they miss me. It's okay yeah. that they're sad. I'm going like, I don't have to be like, no, no, no. Like this is normal. Don't be sad. It's like, no, I can validate their sadness and even be like a little bit sad myself and hold that in like simultaneously with the tension of like, I cannot wait to get out of here yeah, yeah. and go and walk around Wicker park. And yeah. like, I happen upon this free people store and I just walk in and I was like, there's a store. There's an actual store. Yeah. Like it was so much fun to just wander. And I think that 
yeah, we don't give ourselves permission to do that enough. So even in your own town, like even yeah, where you live, you I know. To like fly somewhere, like just walk around your own downtown or just wander your own bookstore. Like those things really matter. Yeah. Well, and I think there's also a certain sense, like of doing it scared because like, especially if you're going to fly off to another city or I guess even in certain parts of my own town that I wouldn't maybe normally, like my mom would be like, you went where? But I think (laughs) I have, I think I have my mom's voice in my head of like, oh no, don't do that. It's too scary. Or if you go to New York, you're automatically going to get mugged. And it's like, I've been reading all of these books lately. I mean, Shauna Nequist's new book that's coming out and like Mm. all of these people who like, actually moved to New York city and they're doing fine. Right. (laughs) They made it. Who would have thought? (laughs) She goes for a walk every day. (laughs) She has not been mugged yet. So far she's okay. And it just has given me this new sense of like, okay, it can be a little scary, but you can still do it. And like, you can figure it out and you can find your way around and you can go to these places and have an adventure. And that that's, okay. And just like seeing your pictures of like you just going out for a couple of hours and finding stuff and like doing it on your own. Like you don't even have to do it with someone and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, I think, well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You know, one thing I've learned, um, from my friend, um, her name is Courtney Cleveland and she has a business called all the best days Mm -hmm. and she has, she basically encourages people. She's kind of like, to me, like the lazy genius of travel because she encourages people to name, like what makes a day good for you? Mm. Then replicate that day whenever you go on a trip. Yeah. So like for me, I don't, I always felt bad. Like I went to Chicago. I didn't go see the bean. I didn't go see, I don't even know what you're supposed to see in Chicago. I don't even know what the sites are. Like, I have no idea what I love what makes me be like, that was such a good day. That was like the best day is if I get good coffee, good food. I look for a bookstore yeah. and then I also just walk around. I just like yeah. find a street or a neighborhood. And sometimes I'll have to ask someone like, I just want to wander. Where's a good place for me to wander. And if I do those things, it's literally the best day. It doesn't matter what city I'm in. Like that, that afternoon that I spent in Chicago kind of by myself, I had lunch with um, some folks from my podcast network, which was really fun. And then I didn't have to be back at my Airbnb until like like six hours later. Yeah. So I just like, I just wandered and it was, and I found a book, like I put in Google maps, like where's the closest bookstore to where I am. And I walked there and then I just kept walking until I was like, I think I'm done. How far is it to walk back to my place? And it was like 35 minutes. Like, all right, let's do it. Let's walk back to my place. And, and it was, and I put music in my ears and I got coffee on the walk back. And it was just like, it was so grounding for me because to me, that is my best day, but that's not true of everyone. Yeah. So that's, what's so important is like, what, like in your own town, even like what makes a day great for you? Just replicate that. Like do that again. That's like a lazy genius principle decide once like this is what I do when I go to a new place these are the yeah. things that I do and it's um it's just like a it almost takes away there's already enough friction mm-hmm. in taking that kind of trip so anything yeah. you can do to reduce that friction is really helpful and I think that's one of the easiest ways to do it well it just looked like so much fun and you certainly packed a lot in I mean it was like how did she even manage 
to she hit a concert she did her own show she went to the podcast like it was, it was like it was a, amazing it was a week i know it was a pretty full week and it was um it was so fun and on purpose like that's that's yeah. one thing that yeah. i you know one of the principles in the lazy genius way is to schedule rest and um i'm learning ever since I wrote that chapter and I've just been like listening to people talk about rest and paying attention to, to all of that. I'm actually working on uh, tomorrow, next week's uh, episode of the lazy genius podcast about rest and like the different kinds. Yeah. Like I'm just realizing like rest before a big thing, rest after a big thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, the difference in resting and resetting and refueling, like different nuances to it that I don't know that we really think about. And then we just sort of like blindly enter into this thing and we're desperate to make it work. We're desperate to make this time that we've carved out, like count. Yeah. And we're so busy making it count that we don't actually get any benefit from it. And, um, and one of the things that I think that we can often leave behind when it comes to rest is to do things for fun. Yes. And, um, and so I just, when I travel now, like it's a rule, it's a house rule. That is another lazy genius principle. But like when I travel, I always plan something really fun for me while I'm gone. Yeah. Otherwise my on-ramp when I get back home is so much rockier. Yeah. And, and I'm like not nice to my kids. And I like, it, I, I don't want that. You know, I, yeah. I want to come home more myself than when I left and adding something that is specifically fun for me is part of that. And I did a lot of fun things when I was in yeah. Chicago. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's something I've been really thinking about a lot this year too. I read, um, hooked by Sutton Foster back in December. And okay. she talks about, do you know who Sutton Foster is? I know who Sutton Foster okay. is. I did not okay. know about her book hooked, but yeah, I do not, know she is. not everybody. It's like some people would know, some people wouldn't. I but, feel like Sutton Foster is one of those people that you like know and love Sutton Foster. Yes. You're like, who are you even talking about? Yeah, so, exactly. Yes, yes. I am very aware. Yes. Okay. So she has this book that you think, you know, it's, it's a memoir, but you think it would be more about like her performing life. And it definitely right. hits on all of that, but it's based in this idea that she has always had other creative outlets. Like she's always crocheted and done collage and drawn pictures and like done all of this other creative stuff because she calls herself a maker. And that if she didn't do all these other creative pursuits, she couldn't do her performing job the way that she does. Like she does those creative things for herself. And so those, that really got my wheels turning of like, I've tried to be this business woman for the past few years, but I have this creative part that I'm squelching. And by allowing that to be there and not for like some, I'm not trying to sell artwork or, you know, like I'm not trying to make something for a purpose just to be creative for me. It's like that other form of rest that is just for enjoyment and fun and just for the sake of being creative, which is okay. Like it doesn't always have to have some bigger purpose. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I love, I'll have to listen to your, your episode where you're talking about rest. Cause I do think it looks so much, it's so much more than just, can I get a nap? Yeah. <laughs> Which it is, really does. is a thing, but it's so much bigger than that. There is a, I'm trying to remember it. Do you know the, um, there's a Wendell Berry quote about, it's something like do something every day that you can't measure or something oh. like that. 
I can't, re- I can't remember what it is. There are just too many, there are too many Wendell Berry yeah. quotes to even try to sift through and find what yeah. it is, but it's that idea. You're absolutely right. Like not everything has to be monetized. Not everything has to be tracked. Not everything has to be logged. Like just yeah. do stuff, just yeah. do stuff for fun. Like there's even part of me that, um, it's, it's tricky. I have a tricky reflection reflection. I have a tricky relationship with reflection because in some ways, um, if I like mark something, it it enters a part of my brain that is like cataloged. Yeah. You know, it sort of takes on this air of like, well, okay, you did it. And that's yeah. not true. It's not, it's not as binary as that. Um, like I think reflection, Emily P. Freeman has taught me that, like the value of reflection. And if I didn't reflect on days that make- make me feel like myself, I would not know how to spend my time in Chicago. You know, I wouldn't know that. So that's really important to do. Um, but it's also like, it's, it can get, we can just forget the value of just doing things just because, and they don't have to have some like grander purpose other than like, I'm just going to do this right now. This seems cool. Let's do it. Um, I love, I love that what you said too, like, you're not trying to sell artwork, like, because we all do that. It's like, Oh, I'm like, decent at cross-stitching. Should I open an Etsy store? You yeah, know, like we, yeah. we all just sort of like automatically try to create revenue from the things. Yeah. That, and then once you do that, it's not restful anymore. It's yes, not fun exactly. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah, just like do fun things just because. Yeah. And I can tend to be like, oh, okay. I'm taking on this new creative pursuit. So I need to like create a streak of, I need to do this for a certain amount of time every day and make sure that I don't miss a day because then I've messed up my streak of like being restful and creative. (laughs) There you go. You're defeating the purpose again. (laughs) Just do it when it sounds fun. Like don't make a thing of it. Like just let it be what it is. Okay. I have to hit on a couple more points before we wrap this up. First of all, also in that post that you talked about your trip to Chicago, you told the internet your height and (laughs) blew everybody away. I was shocked. I was like, am I reading this right? I I thought for sure you were like a five, nine. Yeah. Five, five, eight is about the average that I get. Apparently I give off five, eight energy. Yeah. I'm I'm five, three. Um, and it was one of the most common things that people said to me in the, in the Chicago event live when they like, people would come through the line to get, you know, we'd get a picture or whatever. And we had like a VIP, like meet and greet beforehand. And that was one of the first things most people said that like, I, I expected you to be taller. Yeah. <laughs> expected you to tower over me with your presence because Not at all. Not at you all. know, so many things and you, yeah, it was shocking, but so fun. I think that makes you like even more like oh, she's just normal. <laughs> I love that being short makes me normal. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, it's makes you so less funny. intimidating for all yeah. of the knowledge that you have. It's like, oh, but she's one of us. She's there are, there shy. were people, it, there were people in my DMs who were like, you give me hope that someone who is short <laughs> can like do things. That's like, what world are we in? Yeah. People who are like petite, height, like yes. under five, three, feel like they can't contribute to society. Yeah. It was so funny, but that was oh. like, that did that, that created like quite a stir that yeah. I was five, three. Also the, um, the, because, you know, you mentioned the, the video series, Lacey G's kitchen video series, Sharon McMahon is the first person in that series. And Sharon is like so tall. Yeah. And us standing next to each other is it really, it's a bit of like a, 
I don't know. It makes your mind bend in a way that you're not <laughs> expecting. It's like, what, wait, what is happening? Like we went to dinner together the night before when I, I flew to Duluth to, to shoot the episode with her. Um, but we went out to dinner the night before just to hang out and we were walking down the street and it was the first time we met. And I was like, I know I can't, I just, I'm the worst to say this, but you're like so tall. And she's like, I know, I know Kendra. I'm so tall. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, and the other funny part about it is like, I was looking through your Chicago pictures and then you, you said the thing about your height and somebody said like, oh yeah, I noticed the height. And I just thought everyone else in the pictures was really tall, which was exactly what I assumed. Like, I was like, look at these massive people, yeah. but they're not. And so, that, not. Yeah. yeah, but I just automatically assumed like they've got to be like this person I'm looking at must be like six, five. Like it just, yeah. I didn't even question it. It, it, it just kind of like makes us think it's a, it's a good avatar to be like all the assumptions we have about people on the internet Yeah, and, and how they, they don't necessarily have like any consequence to anyone. It's just like something you assume, but when yeah. those assumptions are broken, it really is very unsettling. It's yeah. like, wait, wait a minute. What, what else have I been wrong about? Yeah. I need to reconsider a lot of things. Yeah. So funny. Okay. We're going to take another quick, hard left turn because you have so many other, like, how do I even list all the fun things that you have going on, but you have your own nail polish line. <laughs> My word. <laughs> so stupid. It's so fun, but it's like, I just, ha I mean, yes, I do. I do. Mackenzie. I have three nail polish colors with Olive and June that I helped like put together and name, you know, yeah. a collab as they say. And it was so, um, like accidental in many ways, because I just happened upon Olive and June a couple, you know, early in the pandemic, I never did my nails actually in the lazy genius way. Someone brought their copy of the lazy genius way to the Chicago event and had me initial the part in the book where I say I'm lazy ah. about anything having to do with my nails. She's like, I That's just want so proof. Funny. I just want to show myself that we can all change our minds, which was pretty great. Yes. Um, but yeah, I ended up just like becoming friends with the founder of Olive and June mm -hmm. and I don't, because the internet is like weird and we just yeah. hit it off and, and, and people would say like, you should have a color. And they do a lot of colors named after people. And it just kind of turned into this thing where we had this collab and we have these three colors that are like bomb colors. They're and how so do you, I mean, fun. how do you even begin to be like, oh, I'm going to pick three colors out of all the colors in the universe to be my three signature colors. Like what was that process even like? Yeah. That process was pretty wild. So basically, I mean, truly they took the colors I love. They were like, okay, what exists in the collection that you really, really love? Like, and I love purples. Like I wear a lot, every purple that Alvin Judah has ever made. I really love, I see purple as a neutral. And okay. so I wear them a lot. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I really love purples. I love things that are warmer. I love pinks. I don't really love I don't do blues. I don't do greens. I don't, you know, like just yeah. kind of like eliminating and picking some color families. And, and then they sent me back like probably 40 kind of swatches. Like, how are you feeling about these? And then from there, we kind of like iterated of like, well, I like this, but it's a little too light or I like this, but it's a little too whatever. And, um, which was also weird for me to like give feedback on nail polish colors. I was yeah. like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to tell you my gut reaction. Like, I don't know. And, uh, and then it ended up that they sent me like the final round or whatever they sent me, 
I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like 20 bottles of sample oh polish of colors. Like, okay, we need three by the end of the day. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. And so I was seriously like sitting there with my polish remover pot. Yeah. And I was like just dunking <laughs> in and out. Like just, I called my sister. I was like, I need your help. I need you to come over right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like swatching all these colors. And it was really fun because the three that it ended up being, um, were like that they were just like kind of clear favorites for me and the names yeah. really came um kind of quickly so like one of the the purple is called TLG for the lazy genus because they do initials for things okay. that um, people are named after and then there's this really like amazing kind of rosy tan that's called start small because it Love feels it. like a really great color to start small with if you're yeah. like new to polish you know and then there's this bright but like like, I don't know. It's just a really cool red orange that's called You're Doing Great. It's like a pep talk in a bottle. Yes. It's so much fun. So um, that was a wild thing to release a nail polish collab. I'm just like, it's like people that I went to high school with where I had no style. I didn't <laughs> understand anything about like how to look cute with anything. And they're like, you have a what now? Kendra has yeah. a what? Like, it's just- And a- didn't I hear something about jewelry too? Yeah, I have a I have a jewelry <laughs> capsule coming out with windblown jewelry. My word, twenty fifth. I know it's so it's the weird Mackenzie's the weirdest thing. It is my friends are like your job is so weird. I'm like I know y'all. It is. It is the weirdest job. It's so great, but it is uh, deeply deeply strange. And yes. um, I'm I'm so grateful for every strange opportunity. Yeah, but like trying to like explain it to like my grandfather. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard to do. Yeah. No, I get it. I've, when people ask me questions too, it's like, well, when that, especially when I say like, I'm a voice actor and a podcaster and they, their eyes kind of glaze over. They're like, what for yep. what? Yeah. 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 But how many, I mean, the number of fun opportunities you have had just in this past year, I mean, True. what a year to have crazy fun opportunities. It's really true. You're absolutely I mean, right. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And it's been so fun to watch. I can't wait to keep following this journey that you're on because it just looks like a blast and Thank I can't you. wait for the next thing. Do you have any ideas what the next thing is? No, <laughs> <laughs> we have like, um, no. And I think that one of the things that makes me really encouraged by that answer is that my default as a person for most of my life has been to avoid not knowing what the next thing is. Mm. Like everything is to manage knowing the next thing. Yeah. And the fact that I can say no and be like, okay with it, like not even be okay, but just really embrace it in a, it's just normal. Like, no, I don't actually know. We're going to release this book. We're going to take a beat as a team. And then we're going to get together again. And we've got a, you know, we got a staff meeting at the end of the summer and like an in-person staff retreat and fun and we'll kind of see what's next. And, um, but I'm not even remotely stressed out about it because like, um, for a number of reasons, but I'm just, I'm just really grateful that it's not stressful. Like that just shows me the, the, the growth that has happened in me personally, that that is not a scary sentence. Well, and it's allowing you to really sink in here and just enjoy this trip that you're on. That's right. Which is great. I think we know what your next project won't be. 
And that's that? the lazy genius bathroom. No, no, it won't. <laughs> I said Mary that in the kitchen. I was like, listen, you guys, these, these principles will work for a lot of things. And I'm not right in the lazy yeah. bathroom. So you guys need to figure that one out on your own. And it was just before that I was thinking, is she going to write one of these for every room of the house? I know. I'm <laughs> like the chicken that. soup for the soul. Like, no. You know, it's yeah. like the lazy genius office, the yes. lazy genius garage. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, well. It's so well done and so can be applied to so much more than just the kitchen. Like I said, I will be buying a copy for all of my kids. I think it's so good. And I just can't wait to see what you do next for. So thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always lovely to talk. And um, I just appreciate everybody that was listening. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. As always, if you would like to find the show notes for this episode, for instance, if you would like to buy Kendra's book, plus give us a little kickback, you could go to the show notes at MackenzieCoppa.com and click on podcast or swipe up in whatever app you are using to listen to this episode. And you could click on that link that we have to Amazon to be able to buy the book and you will help support our show and also support Kendra and also support yourself by getting this awesome book. Plus, just a reminder, if you get the book before Friday and you put in your information, you can still get those pre-order bonuses that Kendra has to offer. And as always, if you want to do any other shopping on Amazon, you can get all of my recommendations by going to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon. You can find everything that I love there, like skincare and makeup and hair tools and all kinds of other random things. And you can just shop for whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be anything that I suggest to you. It can just be something that you are looking for on Amazon. And then you will help to support the show without having to spend an extra penny. And I so appreciate when you do that. Of course, we've got a lot going on over in Patreon. We would love to have you come join us over there for our daily lives. We're talking about a lot of planning stuff right now and a lot of favorites things and gearing up for summer. We would love to have you come join us over there at patreon.com slash well together. It's just a good time with a lot of fun ladies. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. All right. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. You guys don't know what it means to me that you come back week after week and listen to the show. I love hearing what you think about it. I love when you reach out and get in touch with me, especially on Instagram. It's just a really great, easy way for us to be able to stay in touch. So find me over there. Let me know what you think of the shows. If there's a certain topic that you would love for us to cover, we would love to know so that we can make it happen. I appreciate you ladies so much. And until next week, Go be bold and gracious.